It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Braves baseball today on this Friday, November 3rd, with our good friend Mark Bowman, Braves reporter for MLB.com. Mark, we thank you as always for the time. What we're doing today with the uh, offseason in its uh, infancy here in uh, day two, it's never too soon, though, to look ahead to the Braves' chances uh, in 2018. But before we kind of get to that, Want to get your thoughts on the uh, just-concluded uh, 2017 Fall Classic between the Astros and the Dodgers and the Astros uh, today, as we speak on this Friday, having a parade in downtown Houston to celebrate the first-ever world title for the Strohs. And, uh, Mark, a very entertaining World Series, uh, no question. Uh, I think that Game 7 didn't live up to the entertainment value of the first six games. That was a, a tough, uh, you know, a tough act to follow with all the twists and turns and unpredictability. But uh, nonetheless, you know, you had two 100-win teams in the Fall Classic for the first time since 1970, and uh, people were expecting a great World Series, and I think they got it. And uh, hats off to the Astros for ruling baseball for the very first time. It was a, uh, a sensational World Series. And, you know, last Friday you and I were sitting there talking about you know, whether game two is the greatest game in uh world, you know, or where that ranked among the best games in World Series history. And two days later, you know, you, it didn't even rank as the best game in the series <laughs> in, in that particular World Series. So, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, everyone has talked about it. We, we all know how great it was. I think from the, the, the Braves perspective, the Atlanta perspective, it was, it was a special series just because, you know, the fans got to see a lot, a lot of likable characters that, the fans of Atlanta didn't didn't get to know Charlie Morton all that well. He was just here for a, you know a portion of the 2008 season at the big league level. But you know, here's a, a highly likable guy, and it's great to see where his career has gone uh, and to see him you know, not only pitch so well in Game Seven, but but Game Four his start. Um, you know that was that was great to see Brian McCann go and win a, a championship. You know he will always be a beloved character here. He going to the team's Hall of Fame at some point in time. That's, uh, you know, a hometown kid. He will always uh, hold a special place in the hearts of Braves fans. And Alex Wood, just to see him do what he did for the Dodgers, that was, you know, I, I know Braves fans probably, that, that just adds more fuel to the fire, the hatred for the uh, Hector Oliveira trade, mm. which, uh, you know, that, that continues to linger with, as they're st- stuck with Matt Kemp right now. But, uh you know, I think the one thing I tweeted out the other day was, you know, that that image of Evan Gaddis crying. We all know his story. We all know where he came from. We were all shocked when we were when we wrote that story for the first time when he came to to spring training. And, and just to just to think about, you know, the emotions that this big beast was showing there. I, that that's the image that's going to stick with me. Um, just how great it was to, to see Evan Gaddis go from cook janitor whatever else, the guy who one time had to buy it, he bought a six-pack for a homeless guy um, just to help him 
get his truck started in San Francisco. And once he got the truck started, he he wasn't able to turn it off. I can't remember what the, what that was. It was the the starter or something wasn't working. But uh, he had to, he drove all the way back to Texas um, with that truck. When he stopped to get gas, he had to keep the truck running. So to think about where that guy's gone and where he was that night, you know, this series will. You know, I don't think I'll ever forget, you know, how great every game was and, and just the moments and, and just understanding exactly what it meant to these personalities. Yeah, I mean, the the Gattis thing obviously uh, stands out. This guy is as old school and kind-hearted as they come. You know, I think they pointed out every at-bat during the telecast he doesn't wear batting gloves. It got a little <laughs> annoying, but we all know it at this point. But it still just speaks to how tough he is and his character and his makeup and uh you know, yeah, like I said, old school and a big-hearted, big teddy bear, and uh, so great to see the emotion from him. Great to see it for Brian McCann. So many great years with the Braves, and as you said, uh, Alex Wood as well. That uh, that trade still hurts, but it was nice to uh, you know see it for him, even though obviously he was on the losing side. But uh, yeah, great stuff all the way around. Certainly a classic fall classic, and hats off to the Astros, the 2017 World Champs. So, Mark, as we dive into the uh, Braves prospects here for 2018, what would you say is Atlanta's biggest area of need, and how do you think they go about addressing that need? Do you see a free agent signing? Do you see maybe them pulling off a trade or maybe a guy from the minors that could step up and fill a role for them? You know, I I think that if if they're going to make a move on the free agent market or maybe even be a a trade, I I think the – one definite area in need is to, to add some experience to that bullpen. You know, one baffling move uh, John Coppola made at the end of the 2016 season was giving Jim Johnson a two-year deal. Right. The when when you step back and, and you said, okay, that you, since you're giving Jim Johnson a two-year deal, I'm, you just have to assume that that they're going to keep Roger McDowell, the guy who fixed Jim Johnson as their pitching coach. Well, when Jim Johnson went south this year. Uh, which was at late May, early June, um, he just was never able to to get right, and now you're stuck with another year on that contract. Now it, I get it; There's, you really have no choice but to bring him back. But at the same time, you can't count on him. You have to go out and get some insurance. You have to go get some some proven arms uh, to add to that mix. You you have two guys that could be closers in that bullpen already, and the road is this guy you know and AJ Mentor who who ended his this first season at the big league level by striking out 17 of the final 31 batters he faced. Um, this guy has closer stuff. Uh, Jose Ramirez can can uh, be a, a decent setup guy for you. Jim Johnson, if he rebounds, can, can be there. Daniel Winkler, you, they, you like what they're, they're seeing there. You don't need a complete overhaul, but you need to go get a couple quality arms uh, just to add to the depth of that bullpen and, and, and more importantly, add to the experience. You know, I think that, that that's the biggest thing, you know, is probably go get that bullpen fixed. Absolutely. Uh, this seems to be a top priority for many teams around baseball, not just the Braves. Uh, we'll see what they do in the offseason to shore that up. And, uh, Mark, how about the biggest area of strength on the flip side? What should Braves fans uh, feel the best about regarding their team heading into next year? You know, th- this offense has a lot of capability. Um, we'll have to see what they do to, to create a, a spot for Ronald Cunha. And, and, you know, we, there are no guarantees what – Acuna is going to do during his first year at the big league level, but this is as good a prospect as the Braves have produced in a in a long, long time. You know, some people say Jason Hayward. I think in terms of just overall, uh, just offensive upside, everything. I, I, I go back to Andrew Jones. I think that you know 
you, you look at the top of that lineup. You, you've got Ender and Ciarte. If you get a have a healthy uh, full season of Freddie Freeman, you, you never know what he can do. He, you know, he's shown yet he it was a legit MVP candidate in 2016 and was on his way to to maybe even having a better finish in that that uh, in the MVP balloting this year. Uh, had he not gotten hurt, had he not broken that wrist, a full year with him. Uh, you have to decide whether you're going to keep Matt Kemp or Nick Markakis. Uh, you need Matt Kemp to stay healthy. But at the same time, there's potential within this lineup. That their catchers showed their offensive potential this year with, with Kurt Suzuki and Tyler Flowers. That's nice. You, you want to see some progress from Danby Swanson. But I, th- I think offensively, this club has that potential to to score enough runs to you know at, at least uh, you know support the, the pitching staff on a consistent basis. And, uh, Mark, I want you to identify two players for me, one at each end of the spectrum here. Give me a guy that uh, could possibly be a candidate for regression in 2018 after maybe overperforming a bit in 2017. And then on the flip side, a guy that could bounce back in 2018 after not uh, performing up to standards this past year. You know, well, I, the one thing is, you know, Kurt Suzuki hitting 19 home runs this year. Yeah, that, he, that certainly exceeded expectations at the same time. Uh, I'd say he's the one guy. I don't think you can count on that kind of power again next year. Um, you know, a guy who could take a step forward is certainly Dansby Swanson. We saw some improvements after he was sent down to the minors there in, uh, in early August. He ended up being down there, what, 10 days, to, you know, no more than two weeks. And uh, when he came back, he, he had a better approach, uh, which allowed him to to stay away from pitchers counts as frequently as he saw there the first four months of the season. He also seemed to cover the outer third of the plate a little better. Um, you know, even though, but you know, the last couple of weeks he, he didn't, uh, he wasn't nearly as productive as he was uh, that first month after he returned from the, the minors. Um, there's still plenty of growth there. Here's a guy who's just two years removed from college ball. Um, you know, he, he didn't play a lot of ball, you know, throughout the years in terms of at the pro level, you know, and not only that, he lost his freshman season at Vandy with a broken foot. So I think that you're going to see, you know, a guy who's, who's going to come with that improved approach, you know, more patience, but there, there will be less pressure on him this year. And I, I think he's the kind of guy that it's going to move closer to being, you know, that 290 to 300 hitter. Uh, that was envisioned when he, you know, probably even for this past season. But, you know, that's the kind of guy he'll be throughout most of his career. Yeah, I mean, you know, number one pick or not, he's still very young, uh, still just two years removed from college, as you said, and uh, it's always peaks and valleys and roller coasters for these young guys, no matter what kind of pedigree they have. Swanson, no different. Hopefully he finds some more consistency in uh, 2018. Mark, as we wrap up here, uh, I want you to kind of categorize what this Braves team is right now as you kind of – I think there's like five categories you can break any team down into. You've got your clear rebuilding teams. You've got your non-contenders. Then you move up a little bit. You've got teams contending for wild cards, teams contending for division titles, and then ultimately a team contending to win the whole thing and win a world championship. So of those five, where do the Braves best fit right now here in the first week in November? <laughs> That's a good one because it's, uh, you know, look, they've gone through the – I think the most painful portion of the rebuild. I think this is a team that it should confidently enter this season um, aiming for, you know, a winning record, you know, whether you, you know, I don't see any difference in aiming for a winning record and a 
500 record. So um, I, I think that that you go ahead and, and enter this season saying that, you know, I, while it may be a surprise to many that this team would could make the playoffs, I, I think it's certainly capable, especially if the young arms, Sean Newcomb, Luis Gohara, takes drives forward, and maybe even more importantly, Mike fulton takes a, that step forward. We, we've seen glimpses here these last two seasons of him having that top-of-the-rotation type of stuff as he continues to harness his emotions and uh, learn how to best, you know, utilize his tremendous physical attributes. He's uh, He has a chance to be special. There, there are a lot of uh, aces. Oh, well, let's, let me not call them aces. Let's not call them legit aces. Let's call them a lot of legit number two types within this rotation. They're, they're all, most of them are too young to be labeled that right now. But at, that, at the same time, they have that kind of potential. We're seeing where this rotation could be in the next couple of years. And you could you may see a Mike Soroka and some others join this team. So uh, within, you know, at, the, at some point this summer or next summer. And, you know, once all those pieces come into place, I think you'll get a better sense, not only that this team may be able to compete for that 85 to 90 win season, but at the same time, it will create a lot of hope. When we're talking at this time next year, you know, we'll probably be saying, yes, this is a legitimate playoff contender. Yeah, it's uh, all pointing upward for the Braves uh, here as they enter 2018. Let's hope that they stay on that trajectory uh, throughout the season. Mark Bowman, great stuff as always. We thank you for the time. We'll do it again next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras Atlanta Braves. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.